Good morning, everyone, and welcome to today's Focus for Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023. It is currently 11.53 a.m. Central Time. Today's Focus, well, I'm kind of debating on what to call today's Focus. Should I call it Respecting the Invisible, or should I call it Seeing the Invisible? respecting the invisible or seeing the invisible. You can tell me when it's all said and done, which way I should go. What should I actually call this? But I think there's a little bit of both. I I, I want in this episode for you to focus and to think about, do you actually respect the invisible? Do you see the invisible? Now say seeing the invisible seems somewhat foolish because you're like, well, if it's invisible, I can't see it. But maybe... There is a way in which you can actually see what is invisible if you really think about it. Now, probably if I say see the invisible, you probably think, oh, I know where he's going. He's going to open up his Bible. He's going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11. He's going to turn to Hebrews chapter 11, and he's going to read these words. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. Maybe that's what you're thinking. He's going to go, well, see, by faith, then we, can, in a sense, can perceive. We, It's the evidence of what we can't see. So that's how we see the invisible is by faith. Okay, that would be pretty clever. That, that would probably, you know, that, that makes some sense, but that's not really the direction I'm going with this. So respecting the invisible, seeing the invisible. Now, two things happened yesterday that kind of got me thinking along these lines. And then I read an article that was published on June the 20th, 2023. So you can think about there were three things that happened yesterday that got me thinking this way. So I'm going to start with the article, then go to these things that happened kind of as an illustration kind of as as an illustration of this, and hopefully this will make sense. This is one of those today's focus where I'm hoping I can convey this in a way that will mean something to you, right? This Sometimes you can, you know, you start having these thoughts and you start going, wow, I think that's a pretty good idea. And wow, that's convicting. And I need to think about how that applies to me. But then when you try to convey it, others are like, eh, you know, I don't, I don't really care. I don't really see it. I hope that I'm able to communicate this, to convey it where you're like, wow, I, I, I need to think about that as well. So respecting the invisible, seeing the invisible. Here is the article. Here's the headline. How getting stuck behind a slow driver taught one person the life lesson of respecting the invisible. Now, they didn't say see the invisible. They said respect the invisible. But I I started thinking about this seeing. But all right, here we go. So let's read this. Let me read that headline one more time. Let me read that headline one more time. How getting stuck behind a slow driver taught one person the life lesson of respecting the invisible. Have you ever been stuck behind a slow driver? Come on. Have you ever been stuck behind a slow driver? 
How do you respond? How do you respond? Now, I typically start griping. I start complaining. I'm like, for crying out loud, the speed limit is 75 miles per hour. What are you doing? You're going to cause an accident. Get out of my way for crying out loud. And then I go zoom and I zoom past them, right? I don't even look over, don't even pay any attention. I'm just irritated. Like, why are you driving so far below the speed limit? You're going to cause an accident. You're in my way. It's irritating. I'm trying to get down the road. What are you doing? Right. And so I may start griping. I may start complaining. I may talk. I mean, I may go on a full blown rant for five minutes. I know doesn't sound anything like me. And then I'll finally be, then I'll just, you know, then I'm over it and I move on. But how do you respond? Not, not so much me. How do you respond? All right. Now, in this particular case, one person was taught a life lesson of respecting the invisible because he got stuck behind someone who was a slow driver. Now, what life lesson do you think he was taught? How do you think he learned this idea of respecting the invisible? Underneath that, it says a normal day in traffic turned into a life altering experience. Wow. So this person was in a traffic situation, was a slow driver, and it was a life-altering experience. What do you think happened? Come on, what happened? Well, underneath that, there's a picture of a, of a guy. He, uh, he's uh, dry, obviously in some kind of vehicle, possibly a truck. He's driving. And then underneath that, we read this. On a day like any other day, one person's co- commute to work offered them a chance to learn an invaluable lesson. So it was one day, just like any other day. It's a person's commute to work. It offered them a chance to learn an invaluable lesson. All right. Now, this person who learned this invaluable lesson uh, made a Facebook post on June the 11th, 2023. It was titled Respect the Invisible. The post received 21,000 shares showing just how deeply the story resonated with people. The individual who posted it explained the following. He explained how getting stuck behind a slow driver taught the life lesson of respecting the invisible. While driving to work, this individual found himself behind a car. Moving like a turtle, he says, and I'm quoting. The car ahead of him kept moving slowly despite his continuous honking. He was behind the car and he just keeps, you know, he's laying on the horn over and over and over. Come on, get out of my way. He's obviously in a hurry. He's trying to get to work. He's bothered. He's getting frustrated, which I can very much relate. Next sentence, quoting the person who made the Facebook post. Right here's the quote. I was on the brink of losing my cool when I noticed the small sticker on the car's rear. The sticker on the car announced, physically challenged, please be patient. The individual goes on to say, That changed everything. The individual begins to explain that he grew calm and slowed his own driving down. He made it to work, recognizing that even though he was slightly late, everything was actually okay. And then it struck me, he wrote, would I have been patient if there was no sticker? 
Like the sticker changed everything. He saw the sticker and he's like, oh, okay, wow, calm down. But then he started asking himself, if I wouldn't have seen the sticker, would he have calmed down? Would he have been patient? And we know the answer. No, he would have gotten irritated, frustrated, probably said the person's on their cell phone. All the things that I do. Okay, so maybe maybe I'm just projecting on this individual. But clearly he was getting upset. He was laying on the horn. He was frustrated. He sees the sticker and he's like, whoa, back off. So they start thinking, what if I wouldn't have seen the sticker? The car sticker designated the driver someone with a very good reason to drive slowly, uh, leading the individual to ask himself this question. Why do we need stickers to be patient with people? He asked himself a follow-up question, wondering if we would be more patient and kind with others if people had labels pasted on their foreheads. He realized that everyone experiences personal struggles, even if those difficulties aren't public knowledge. The individual imagined the various labels a person might wear that would explain what they're going through, adding labels like lost my job, fighting cancer, going through a bad divorce. He included other kinds of challenges like suffering emotional abuse, losing a loved one, feeling worthless, financially messed up, and more. Just because someone's daily challenges may not be immediately visible, it doesn't mean they're any less valid. Everyone is fighting a battle we know nothing about. The last, the least we can do, the very least, is to be patient and kind. He came to understand that we don't have to put people through the pressures of explaining because we understand. He he came to understand that we don't have to put people through the pressures of explaining before we understand their pain. The individual ended his post advising, as you go through each passing day, always remember there's an invisible label on everyone. He, he extolled practicing the simple vir- virtue of patience as a technique for navigating our way through many invisible labels that we as humans carry. Now, we go through life and we interact with people in hundreds of different ways, right? It could be in traffic. It could be at the drive through window at a fast food restaurant. It could be in a grocery store. It could be on social media. It could be in church. It could be at work. It could be, in, we, all, we constantly interact with people. Do we need a label to go, whoa, how I should react this way? I should conduct myself this way. Or should we approach every situation with the idea that, no, 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 no. I don't know everything. I don't see everything. So maybe before I make my judgments, maybe before I make my accusations, maybe before I come to conclusions, I realize that I don't know and I don't see. So maybe exercise a little bit of patience, a little bit of love, a little bit of understanding, maybe trying to see beyond what you can see, maybe seeing the invisible, maybe respecting the invisible, understanding that, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't really know what they're going through. I don't know. Before we jump to conclusions, because we love to do that. We love to immediately assume or we, or sometimes I don't even think that we make an assumption or we assume. Sometimes I think we just don't 
We just don't know, act like the other person even exists. We just go through our life. We're worried about what we're feeling, what we're thinking. We're more concerned how they impact me, not how I impact them. We don't think about anyone else other than ourselves. We are selfish. We are self-centered and we're narcissistic by nature because the sin nature is the exaltation of the I. You, the self, not the, the physical I, but the letter I, it exalts yourself. That's what the sinful nature says. The sinful nature is like you, you, you. Or you can say it this way. The sinful nature is saying me, 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 what I need, what I want, me, 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 and not worried about anybody else, not thinking about anybody else, not even seeing anybody else's situation. Now, obviously, we can't always see it, but we have to know that there, there, you never know what's going on. You never can really tell. Give you so so that got me thinking a lot, right? Because sometimes you just—I don't know if you've ever paid attention or watched—but look at in, in Christian websites, look at the comments under articles, look at Christians acting how they act on social media. Man, it's attack, 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 assumption, attack, attack. In most cases, not even really fairly representing, not even listening to the other person, having no clue what the other person is going through. Just they're the enemy to be destroyed. They're the person to be argued with. They're not in my camp. I'm going to, and it's just attack, attack, attack. And I wonder, I wonder, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. But I think there's a scripture that says something like this. I, I could be wrong, all right? But I think there's a scripture that says something like this. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Love, joy, Peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. And and Christians love to talk about, you know, hey, prove your salvation. And we always, you know, we're going to prove our salvation. And it's always this external list of, well, you know, we don't do this. We don't talk that way. We don't support this. We don't go there. But what about this? What about these things? What about these things that often are overlooked? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Where, where where are those things? And do we have to see the sticker on the car? Do we? Before we go, hey, love. What, what is love? Love is placing someone before me. Love is thinking of someone before myself. Joy, peace, seeking to live at peace with as many people as possible. Long-suffering, there's the idea of patience. Just, you would call just normal, genuine kindness normal, genuine placing others before yourself. Do we need the sticker on the car? Do we have to see the sticker on someone's forehead before we, the, before, before we, do we have to know what they're going through? Do we have to understand if they're suffering from a physical or mental issue or, or a situation? Do we have to see it? Do we have to know it? Now, sometimes Christians, when we treat people, we don't even care if we know what they're going through. We just ignore it. But maybe we should take time and always go, okay, 
I don't know this person. I don't know what they're going through. I don't know what's going on in their life. I don't know anything. I cannot see, I cannot see the invisible, but maybe I should live as if at least I recognize the invisible. Maybe saying recognize the invisible or respect the invisible or at least see it in this sense that you know it's there. You see it in, in, in the sense that you're recognizing, hey, there, there's probably some, there's more to that person than what I'm seeing. There's more to that person than what I'm encountering. But we're so bad at doing that. Now, let me give you two things that happened yesterday. First, you may not care about this, and I'll probably get emails criticizing me for it. But as many of you know, because I try to be very transparent here, I love professional wrestling. Absolutely love professional wrestling. You know, I love the storytelling, love everything about it. I love analyzing the story, watching the story art, character development, on and on and on. In-ring storytelling, out-of-ring storytelling, all, okay, all of that. Well, there's a particular wrestler and what, what is known as NXT. It's one of the brands of WWE, NXT, and it's like their developmental brand. This is where people who are learning professional wrestling, if they get signed, they go to NXT, they have to take classes, they have to go through all of this training, and they start de- developing their characters, they put them in storylines, and their program airs every Tuesday night on USA Network at 7 p.m. And then sometimes they have pay-per-views, giving them an opportunity to see as they develop. And sometimes it's really awesome to watch someone first start and you're like, whoa, I don't know how. And then all of a sudden, two or three years later, they're on what we call the main roster, you know, uh, Raw or SmackDown. And, you know, and you're like, wow, they've become a global superstar. Who would have known? Sometimes you think you can predict it. Sometimes you can't. But it's always fun to watch it take place where there's been a wrestler who's been a part of NXT for uh, it feels like a, a couple of years, at least a year, I think, maybe two years. And he's just not able to get over, right? He's just not like the, the the fans just seem to reject him. They hate him. They they don't care. And then people have dramatically criticized his physical appearance over and over and over on social media and on comments on wrestling. So of course, you know, human beings showing their sinful nature. They're attacking this person. Well, last night. They did this little segment where he's talking to an individual and he has a photograph of when he was a baby. This wrestler, he's got a photograph of when he was a baby and he had this surgery that basically the way his skull was forming, it was fusing the wrong way. So they had to basically kind of go in and do this surgery on his skull and pull his face down basically up over his skull because the way everything was developing, everything was wrong. And the scar on his head was horrible. So it, it could possibly explain maybe a part of his physical appearance. Maybe, maybe not. Because I don't know enough about it from a medical perspective. I wasn't very familiar with the procedure or with the medical issue. But they were explaining it in somewhat detail. And when it was over, I was just checking different uh, wrestling sites and what diff- different people commenting. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness. I had no idea. I feel horrible. I-, I had no clue that this person had gone through all of that. I never liked this person. But, man, he's been through so much. He's been fighting. And he just put this out there for everyone because, you know, some people could use it maybe to mock him even more. Like, this was very vulnerable. And, like, all there was all of these reactions. It was all over the place. Like, everyone was reacting to it. And I was like, but why did it take us to get this 
very private information about when he was an infant having this surgery on his skull and it, and pulling his face down over the skull and all these things that had to take place. Why? Why would it take that to get you to treat this person? Even if you don't like them as a wrestler, why were you attacking their physical appearance? Why were you doing these things? And it's because we're just pure evil in our nature. We, we are just, this is the stuff on, on all the time on social media, body shaming and attacking people's physical appearance. Sometimes Christians will do this. I've heard on Christian radio attacking Nancy Pelosi or Hillary Clinton or, or some liberal about their looks or their laugh or, or any, I've seen people do it to Joel Osteen. And it's like when Christians cannot show the genuine kindness, because as Christians, here's one thing, because we do have faith, because we do believe we should be able to see the invisible of this. Every human being we see, they are created in the image of God. We should be able to see that image. We should, we should have some love and respect that that's a fellow human being creating the image of God. But we, we, we start treating them as an enemy and treat them with a, a lack of kindness. And, and do we need to see maybe as Christians, maybe, maybe we don't need a sticker on their forehead that says what they're going through, through. Maybe we just need to remember they're created in the image of God. Yes, fallen, but they're created in the image of God. There's, there's some sanctity. Christians talk about the sanctity of life, but sometimes we only think life is sacred when it's in the womb. When it comes out of the womb, then we can mock and call names and act like complete. There's no other nice way to say it. Jerks. So I, when I saw that, I was like, and I watched how everyone was responding to it. I'm like, if they would have ever taken a minute to go, that's a human being. I mean, I like him. I mean, I like him as a wrestler, but he, they're a human being. I can say, I don't like his wrestling. Move on. But people attack and get mean. And then last night during my live broadcast, if many of you are listening to it or if you've listened to the recording of it, three times, three times in that live broadcast, a FaceTime came across, a FaceTime call came through. And because of the way the software is set up on my MacBook Pro, I can't, I can't for some reason get those notifications to turn off. I can turn them off, but once I, I, I fire up the software to go live, it's going to bring in the call. So I hear, you know, you hear that FaceTime call, which is annoying and loud. It sounds something, let's see here. I think I can pull it up. Sounds something like this. I think, uh, it sounds something like this. Let me see. If I can find uh, my settings here on my iPad. Here we go. It sounds something like this. You know the sound. Right. You can hear that, right? That is so irritating, right? So it's very, it, it can be irritating anyway, but it's very irritating when you're live trying to talk about theology and trying to review this sermon and trying to figure out, and then I'm just getting irritated, right? I'm so irritated. I'm like, there's call number one. Ah, and then it comes again. Call number two. What's happening? Call number three. What? So I'm, so I'm live trying to do this broadcast and I'm over here on my iPad, like people stop, like, leave me alone. Like, I'm just like, you know, like, please leave me alone. Like, I'm trying to come across all godly, but I'm getting irritated. Right. So it's over. It's finally over. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to delete this. Oh, I'm, I'm so angry. Like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. That messed up my whole broadcast. And then I find out that it was an eight year old boy calling me because he wanted to talk about the wrestling show that he just watched.
See, I just saw a call and I'm like, disrespectful, interrupting my program, tired of this, why a bit? And it's an eight-year-old boy who just wants to say, hey, did you see, did you see Seth Rollins and Braun Breaker? Hey, did you? See, I couldn't, I couldn't see beyond how it impacted me. See, you can't see, you see a slow driver. You can't see them. You just see the negative things that about me. All we see is what we want. All we see is how things impact us. All we see is ourselves, our wants, our desires, our needs. We don't think about how it could impact anybody else, how it could destroy anybody else. We are self-centered narcissists. In fact, we should just walk around carrying mirrors. We, do, we can't see the stickers even on the bumper of the car. We can't see the sticker on someone's forehead because all we see is ourselves. Maybe we need to smash the mirror and actually see people and see that they're creating the image of God and show a little bit of love, patience, kindness. Maybe we should learn to see and respect the invisible. I mean, we're even called to love our enemies. That is your today's focus for Wednesday, June the 21st, 2023.